0: Death, 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 death. Um, This parable leads to death. The tenants, they have a, a good deal of pride, obviously. They want to control the narrative. They want to control their future. They want to control the narrative, meaning they want at all costs that... It arrives at them having everything, or having the inheritance, or having a good life, or having what they need. At all costs, they want to control the narrative. And so they murder. They murder in order to have that narrative. And murder comes from this desire to control the narrative Uh, You ever study Macbeth? I thought of Macbeth when I was preparing this. Um, Toil, toil, how does it go? Let me read. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron, cauldron bubble. That's how it goes. Remember, at the beginning of Macbeth, Macbeth and one of his mates walking through the forest and they come across those witches the three witches that are over the cauldron. And they're saying that. They're saying that. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burning, cauldron bubble. And as they enter into dialogue with the witches, what comes forth? What comes forth, do you remember? Uh, They prophesy. They prophesy that Macbeth is going to become a king. And his mate with him, his sons will become king after. Macbeth's kingship will only last for a little while, but after that. It's almost as if now now Macbeth, armed with this, he, he's able to control a bit the narrative because he now knows what's going to happen in the future. He's going to try to control the narrative. He goes home and he speaks with Lady Macbeth, and Lady Macbeth Does not discourage him. (laughs) Rather, quite to the contrary. Lady Macbeth is the one that instigates him. Now you have to make it happen. You know that you're going to be king. You know that you're going to be king, so you have to take it. You have to take it. So she actually becomes even more at fault because she's trying to control. Trying to control. I think of also uh, another story. Uh, a group of young men who went to Paris, and they're from Asia, in a country called Cambodia, and they went to Paris to study, and they were sons of the noble class in Cambodia, and it was a while ago now, uh, must have been what, a little less than a hundred years ago, they went to Paris and to study, and they studied uh, quite a bit of what we call communism, and. They got into the philosophy basically of it all. And they dreamed of having uh, their country, which was being torn apart by powers that be, they dreamed of having their country become um, almost an idyllic state. And this idyllic state was agrarian, so meaning they would go back to a farmer kind of state where everyone would share the produce. And we'd have a beautiful life. And they got a hold of a narrative again. And they dreamed of this narrative. And the leader of that group was a man named Pol Pot. And they made their way back to Cambodia. And they started what we call the Khmer Rouge, if you remember them. The Khmer Rouge. And they did something that was absolutely horrible. This desire is deep within us and is the contrary of Christ. This desire that's within us is to control the narrative, to make sure that everything is okay for our children, for our future. Even Macbeth's, I mean, he didn't do it intentionally. He ran across those witches, right? But even the desire to know the future, Is this desire to control the narrative? And it's the opposite of that of Christ. Christ, his whole narrative, is going to be to conform his heart to the will of the Father. He came not to do his own will, but to accomplish the will of his Father. It's the exact opposite. It's not to figure out what's right and then to do it as if it is my own will. But it is the cross, which is allowing myself to be conformed to the will of the Father. Well, as you may or may not know, I'll give a spoiler for Macbeth in case you forget the whole narrative. Um, Macbeth, what is he going to do? He's going to kill the king. And it is King Duncan, under the inspiration of his wife, he's going to go in there with a knife and murder, murder murder he as he's coming out his wife not knowing what to do with the bloody knife will put it with the guards that they had knocked out and then they're with that going to have blood on their hands they're going to kill quickly those guards and little by little this blood that was on their hands is going to render them crazy and they're going to be washing washing the blood off their hands because they're trying to control the narrative and they're not just simply trusting in god they've led to murder murder and so many a family is broken apart by the same thing how many a family break apart because of inheritance trying to control the narrative How many a family break apart because of pride? It leads to even further. In the end, they say, oh, well, these other kings are going to follow me. Macbeth isn't going to remain long. So they try to kill those people that were prophesied, the sons of his mate, remember? They're not successful. They're not successful in killing them, and that's why Macbeth ends up dying. They came back for him. They came back for him. The Khmer Rouge, if you don't know the history, because they desired so much to return to this narrative of an agrarian state, they said explicitly they will not submit to a higher power. They removed all religion, killing every Buddhist, every Christian, every Catholic, killing all that they could find. But they refused even more. They refused to be submitted to a divine order. And that was at the heart of their Maoist communism. They will not submit to a divine order, to God's order, but they will write the order. And so they killed every single person that wore glasses, They beat them to death with sticks because they didn't have enough money for for bullets so that they can get rid of anyone that said there's a higher order or a better way of life. Trying always to write the narrative and not submitting to the will of God is a way of death, and history has proven it. The way to life is to allow my life to be conformed to God's will. And it leads to fruits. One leads to the fruit of death, and the other to the fruit of life. The fruits of life are the fruits of the Spirit. Joy, peace, love, self-control. The harmony with inside of our society. And so, as we go forward... Let us uh, think of the life-giving obedience to God and where we, in little ways, obviously not as extreme as Macbeth or Khmer Rouge, but where we try hard to control the narrative and we don't place it in God's hands, where placed before suffering, placed before stories such as cancer, we try to control the narrative and we don't place it in the hands of God. Where in our life, in our history, personally, we really haven't listened. It's a good self-reflection so that all of our life might be conformed to love, to God, to Christ to Jesus who is present in the tabernacle. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.